Welcome back to the Halfway Up podcast, and I call it Halfway Up because you'll never finish rising. In today's episode, I want to talk about five things that you can do to bring more success to your relationship. More success, more peace, more harmony, more balance. Whoever your significant person is, whether that person is your wife or whether this person is your girlfriend, these are five things that we all should be practicing to bring us closer to our partner. These are five things that I have not done, and that's how I know the right way to do them. Because when you reflect on the past and you look at a situation that went bad or something that just didn't work out, you can hopefully look back and see, you know what? If I'm being honest with myself and having some self-accountability, this is where I fucked up. I could have did this, but instead I did that, and that's why it ended the way it ended. And if a relationship ends, that's probably because it was meant to be, right? But at the same time, does it have to end in a tumultuous way? Does the relationship have to end in a way where it goes down in flames and it's all theatrical and explosive? Like, no, nah, it doesn't. Um, that's not even my style. I'm a cool, con-collected-ass nigga. I don't want shit to go in flames in no kind of way. I don't like dramatic endings. This is not a motherfucking movie. I want to go about things in a very peaceful, copacetic manner. And if you follow these five things, these are things that you can do, hopefully before the end. Hopefully these things will prevent the breakup. Five things that you can do right now, today, that you probably struggle with. I want this episode to be for the people that are in a relationship with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, and you know that you love this person, and you really don't want to break up with this person, but if you're being honest with yourself, things haven't really been that great. The arguments have been increasing. The lack of patience have been increasing. You find yourself getting irritated and bothered by more and more and more things. And honestly, the future of this relationship is, it's a variable. It's a question mark. And you don't like that because truth be told, when you scan the field and you scan the dating market, you realize, I don't want nothing that's out here. I want it to work out with the person that I have. But we're in a weird place right now. If you have to describe the color of your relationship status, it will probably be gray. When you really want it to be like gold or bright orange or yellow, you know, something beautiful. Our relationships grow in phases and stages, right? Like when y'all first meet, it's the honeymoon phase. Everything is great. You're enchanted. You're enthralled by them. They can do no wrong in your eyes. But then eventually some time goes on and you realize, you know what? The way you chew kind of irritates me. You know what? You don't put stuff back. You don't clean. You're a little messy. You don't really text me back as much as you used to. You know, things change. And it's important to know that the change of the relationship is inevitable. It is a guaranteed thing. It is going to happen. But the question is, when it is no longer a convenient experience for you to just get love and give love to your partner, what will you do to make sure that you guys survive this process? Because if you do not become more intentional, because in the beginning it was easy, I understand. You just look in each other's eyes and you're excited. You hold their hand. You live in a timeless space when you're with them. Hours go by. It's like, where did the time go, right? Everything is easy. But the longer you get to know that person, the more you get to understand the real person. You get to understand more and more things that you actually are not that fond of, of that person. And when these things happen, it's time for you to become intentional about safety nets, about certain mindsets that you can deliberately instill in the relationship to make sure that you guys stay in a healthy place. And that's what this episode is going to be about. These are going to be the five things that you can implement into your relationship to make sure that it stays healthy. Because I got to tell you, if you got to do something, because if you don't, it's going to naturally just fall down. You got to be intentional about it. I know when the relationship started, you didn't have to do anything. It was as easy as breathing. It was easy as the flow of water. But now it's more like rock climbing. If you want to get to the top, you got to put one foot in front of the other and it's going to take a collaborative effort. It's going to take the both of y'all. Y'all both got to want it. This is not going to be a thing that's going to work if one person is putting in these intentions and this effort and the other person is not matching it. It takes teamwork because the truth is, the both of you do things that irritate one another. 
it's easy to get into a cycle in your relationship where you point the finger at your girlfriend or you point the finger at your boyfriend and then you say, you're the problem. You do all the things. You're the reason why we're not going further. You're the reason why there's less excitement. And you know what? One person, that person might be mostly responsible for how the relationship got into the direction that it's at. But the real truth is, is that they didn't get there alone. It takes two to dance and a fire don't grow without oxygen. So you got to be honest and responsible for the part that you've brought into the situation because you're not guiltless. That person might contribute to the majority of it, but what about the part that you contribute to? And if you love that person, who's keeping count in the first place? If you want the relationship to work, it's going to take a team. So the first step you could take to having a better relationship with your partner is don't major in the minor things. And this is one of the things that I struggle with the most because it is so easy for me after feeling disrespected, after feeling unappreciated, after feeling neglected, after feeling ignored, after feeling all of the negative things, especially when I feel slighted. When I feel slighted, it's like the protective layer of beauty and amazement that I once saw you with. It's like now all I can really see is all the ways you be fucking up. Majoring in the minor things is so easy to do in your relationship once y'all get to a place where you tired of them and you got way less patience for them, right? Because you get to a point where at one point you was in love with them and you liked everything about them, but then time went on and you started to realize like, damn, this nigga be chewing while he talking. This nigga be snoring while he sleep. This nigga be, this nigga don't push shit back like he said he was gonna do. You don't ever take out the trash. Like it's so easy to judge your partner when you don't like the way they went about something, right? Like maybe they made a decision and you don't agree with the way they went about doing that. Or maybe they went somewhere that you didn't approve of them going. Or maybe they just did something, something that you didn't like, right? Majoring in the minor things is such a waste of time because that's exactly what it is. It's majoring in minor things. It's minor. It's not major. It's kind of like the 80-20 rule, right? You know that nobody's perfect. So your partner at some point is absolutely guaranteed going to do things to piss you off. They're going to do things that you don't like. They're going to do things that have you looking at them sometimes like, bro, I really can't stand this nigga, bro. This nigga really irritate me. You talking to your friends, letting them know like, hey, this nigga pissing me off. I'm about to come pull up on you. I need a break. I need some space. I need to get some clear air, right? That's guaranteed. That's bound to happen. But never forget that that is 20% of the 80% of the value that you're getting, hopefully. It's okay that 20% of the things get on your nerves and get underneath your skin. That's fine because that's guaranteed to happen. Tell me where on earth do you have a relationship with somebody that don't get on your nerves ever? It's going to happen. It's bound to happen. You need to extend your partner a little grace. You need to extend them a little bit more patience because it's guaranteed that they're going to do things to get on your nerves. It's guaranteed. Everything that's right for you is not going to be right for them. What makes sense to you is not going to make sense to them. What's smart to you might be dumb to them and vice versa. That's human nature. But you didn't get with that person to date yourself. You did not get with that person to date somebody who thinks exactly like you. When you met that person, you liked them for who they were because you liked their humor, because you liked their taste, because you liked their perspective. It's easy to get into a comfortable place in a relationship and forget that. But I want this to be a reminder like, hey... Snap out of it because it's an 80-20 to everything. It's I can deal with having 20% of things that I don't like in my relationship. I could even deal with having 40% wrong, 40% things that I don't necessarily agree with in my relationship, just as long as the other number is bigger. And it depends on who the person is. It's a case-by-case situation because we all have different thresholds of what we like and what we're willing to deal with. But I just want to encourage you to remember that there's always going to be something that bothers you about your partner. You think Beyonce don't be getting uh, irritated by Jay-Z? You think Michelle Obama don't be getting irritated by Obama? She literally went on a podcast and said that she didn't like him for 10 years. 
10 years, bro. Man, let's do the math on that shit real quick because I don't think y'all understand that we'll just throw somebody away because we don't like something right now. We think we got all these options online and we can just easily replace them. Nah, nigga, it's not that simple. Let's do this. 365 days in a year, right? That's 365 days. Let's multiply that by 10. That's 3,650 days that Michelle Obama did not like her husband. And she did not get divorced to that man. You want to know why? Because he's worth more than the things that she don't like about him. Of course, there's things she don't like about him. But the things that she do like about him, those are the things that she decided to major in in the long run. Because the people who get divorced, they major in the minor things. The little things become big. It's like dropping a little bit of water in a bucket, right? In the beginning, it's just a little bit of water. You can pick the bucket up. It's easy. But after a while, that shit become heavy. It start collecting weight, and then it becomes something that's a bother for you to carry over time. You don't want the relationship to get to that point. I need you to snap out of it, wipe the record clean, and realize a couple of things. Your partner might not be perfect, but neither are you. Do not be oblivious and do not be so self-centered that you completely ignore the fact that you contribute to some of the madness. They might contribute more of it than you do, but my point is, is that do not allow the things that are bothering you in this moment to get you to forget about the things that you love because those things are actually still there. What do you think is going to happen when she meets a new person or he meets a new person? The same qualities that you like, somebody else is going to like because they never left because they're still there. But somehow y'all have got into this mode and this space in your relationship where the things that actually matter have become less significant and the insignificant things have become the things that matter. And that's why the relationship is tanking. That's why the relationship is not growing because it's no longer being flourished. It's no longer being watered. It's like that plant that's in your windowsill that you ain't watered in two weeks. No wonder the leaves look brown and this shit is whittling to death because it's not being nurtured. You had to nurture your relationship. In the beginning, it's easy as breathing. So you can just blink and it's all about love. You can just blink and the love is going to happen. Everything is easy. The way they touch you is easy. The way they make you smile is easy. The way they make you laugh is easy. All the date ideas are fun, exciting, and innovative. But after a while, those things become less easy. You have to be more intentional. Now, I honestly think a lot of people be copping out because of the illusion of options in social media. You think because you got four people constantly liking your pictures. It's been a whole year and they keep liking your shit. They DM you. They respond to your stories. They do all these little things and let you know that they're interested in you. But the real truth is, is that 80% of that person going to match the 80% of the person that you're with right now. There's not a person on planet Earth that is not going to fill that slot for you. There's always going to be something that somebody does that you don't like. The minor things in your relationship are like little drops of poison. One little drop is not going to hurt you. But over time, them drops, you get more intoxicated. You get more intoxicated. And then before you know it, you're not seeing straight. Your perspective has completely changed. The clarity that you once had is no longer with you because now your mind has been tainted. Now your mind has been poisoned. And you, and then somehow, some way, you went from loving that person to demonizing that person. Now that person can do no right. Everything they do is wrong because everything is an extension of what they've already done that you haven't forgiven them for. You have to let go of things that don't really stick in relationships. Like, yes, they did something that deeply offended you, that deeply made you feel disrespected, and that does need to be addressed. But if you want to, uh, but if you want this relationship to be prosperous, you have to find a way to let that go. Days are going by, weeks are going by, months are going by, a year goes by, and the bucket is getting bigger and bigger. And the more that bucket feels, the harder it is for you to see what's good in that person. All you're seeing is everything that's wrong in that person, and that's killing y'all. That is literally poisoning the relationship. If you continue to give those things attention, 
you continue to feel those things. In comparison, if you continue to show what you like about your person, attention, that becomes your new reality. That becomes the thing that you feel throughout your body. So you got to make a decision as a person. It doesn't mean that they're going to always do you right. Even when they do you wrong, you got to try your best to pick what it is that they do right. You got to try your best to pick that because if you don't, you're just going to find yourself changing the way you see them completely. And then the relationship is going to end and you just got to ask yourself, honestly, do I want that or not? So the first piece of advice I would give you is don't major in the minor things. And the second thing that I want to talk about is speak to your partner the way that you want to be spoken to. You know, when you're going through things with your partner and y'all having an argument, y'all having a misunderstanding, or maybe they just really getting underneath your nerves, right? Like there's been a solid week where they just been having you all fucked up and they've been talking to you in a way that you don't respect and they've been talking to you in a way that you don't appreciate or just doing things that they know crosses your boundaries. Because sometimes... Your partner can have the audacity to do things that they know you don't fuck with. And when that happens, it's really important to remember, you got to speak to people the way you want to be spoken to. No matter how angry I am, no matter how upset I am, nothing is more revealing than when you say something fucked up to a person and then they return their energy back and you fucked up that they got you fucked up to say it. But that's what you just did. You just fucked it up by giving them that same energy and all they did was return it back. Now, not to continue to quote Michelle Obama, but she said, when they go low, we go high. Or we go high when they go low. That's the type of attitude that you got to have in this relationship if you want it to work. Now, this conversation is for grown folks. This is not for kids because kids want to get even. Kids want to get their lick back, right? Like, you did something fucked up to me, so now I got to do something fucked up to you. That is not how grown-ups, that is not how any progress has ever had in America since ever. So the new mentality that you got to adopt for yourself is that even when they say something fucked up to you, you just got to respectfully let them know, like, you know what? Don't talk to me like that no more. I don't appreciate what you said. I'm very disrespected. I don't appreciate it. And you know what? I would appreciate if you don't, if you no longer talk to me like that because it's hard for me to function. It's hard for me to keep things P. It's hard for me to keep things peaceful and respectful when you're yelling at me or it's hard for me to keep things respectful and balanced when you disrespecting me. You calling me out of my name and you calling me names. It's hard for me to keep things civilized and not do something crazy when you're being crazy with me. Nobody wants to be made fun of. Nobody wants to be disrespected. Nobody wants to be trivialized. Nobody wants to be made feel stupid, right? But then sometimes as human beings, we do to people what we don't want to be done to ourselves. And it's ridiculous because the negative energy that you're giving off to your partner is not the negative energy that you want to receive back. So why do we give it? Why do we do things to people that we don't want them to do to ourselves? Why do we disrespect them? We don't want anybody to make us feel small. And yet whenever we're having an argument, we always find a way to make our partner feel little. It's important to remember that you and your partner have more things in common than you have differences. That's why y'all are in a relationship in the first place, because of the strong similarities that y'all share together. Don't forget about those things just because y'all in a season where things are gray and y'all not really seeing eye to eye as much as y'all did in the beginning. Now, the third thing that I want you to focus on is you have to extend more grace to your partner. Sometimes when you're in a relationship, you just got to let shit rock. Sometimes you just got to let shit slide. When they do something that was kind of stupid, when they do something that they could have avoided, they was paying attention. When they do something that, when they spend that extra money that they should have saved, but now they spent it and now they broke, and now there's a domino effect of things happening financially because they wasn't being wise about their money. When certain things happen, you just got to forgive them. You just got to tuck it underneath the rug, and you just got to keep loving them anyway because addressing every single thing that you don't like is not going to bring y'all peace. It's not going to bring y'all happiness. It's not going to make anything better for y'all. 
When it comes to extending grace to your partner, the real truth is being right is not always the right thing. Sometimes being right will get you in a wrong position in life. And what I mean by that is that trying to get the upper hand and being so focused on proving that you're correct, what comes from it when your partner feels defeated? What comes from it when your partner doesn't have confidence in you anymore? When your partner feels less and less comfortable with you because they feel like they're less of a person, like they're less of somebody who can really express themselves the way two people should be able to come together and do. Now, I'm not saying that if what they're doing is clearly fucked up that you just ignore it. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is, is that when they fuck up, when they do something that might not be smart to you, don't beat them down. Don't put a magnifying glass on that shit and tell the whole world about what they did wrong. Instead, remember that you got to love people through their weaknesses. You got to love people through their process. It's kind of like having a kid. And not to say women and children, but it's kind of like raising a child, right? Your child is going to do a lot of goofy shit. They're going to do dangerous shit. They're going to do dumb shit. Constantly putting their life in danger. Constantly fucking up the clothes that you work hard to buy for them. Constantly breaking shit always, right? But you love them. You love them through the process because... That's just a part of growth. A part of growth is getting it wrong until you gain the wisdom to learn how to get it right. And you need to walk with your partner hand in hand and side by side and patiently go through that process with them. It don't mean you're going to get it right every time, but that's what real love is. Real love is not always being this dictator and being this all-seeing eye of a person that knows every way to do things right. Because a lot of times as men... It's for men specifically, it's easy to come off like we're the all-seeing eye, like we're the person who's been here, lived a thousand lives, we know everything, right? But the truth is we don't. Maybe we're just really great at hiding those things, right? Maybe we're just a lot better at concealing those things so we're not as subject to criticism, right? But the truth is, is that everybody deserves grace because you're going to fuck up and Nothing is worse than being anxious that you fucked up and then somebody adding more reason for you to become more anxious on top of that. That doesn't help anybody and love is not there. And that has nothing to do with love. And that doesn't involve love at all. So if you claim that you love that person, you need to be extending a lot more grace than you are criticism. And that's definitely one of the things that I also can struggle with because I can be very critical about things that I think you could have did instead versus what you actually did. Sometimes you see somebody do something and you're like, why the fuck did you do that? That was not even the smart choice to make. But you could say that or instead you could realize what they did wrong. Show them a little love first, right? Lead with empathy, lead with warmth, lead with love. And then you could tell them, you know, next time this happens, I think this is the way you should go about it. That way you can avoid the pain, avoid the struggle, and you can get to what it is that you're looking for much faster. You know, sometimes you got to talk to them in a loving tone. Nobody wants to be around the person that condemns them and makes them feel bad. That's why when you got a bad report card in school, you didn't want to give it to your parents because you know there was a good chance you might get your ass whooped or you might get on punishment or they might yell at you. It's no different the older that we've become. Nobody wants to confide in a person that's going to make them feel small or make them feel cold. It doesn't mean that you got let it, it doesn't mean that you just let anything slide, but it does mean is that more often than not, you need to be the person that they know they can go to even when they fucked up. You need to be that person. That's the person that we want to be with. That's the type of parent that we want to be around. That's the type of friend that we want to be around. And it's especially the type of partner that we want to be around. Don't forget that. You got to extend grace because you need grace too. Instead of them being critical and being cynical and putting you down and making you feel small, it's going to make you feel good to know that somebody loved you over your mistakes, that somebody loved you over the things that you couldn't get right. That type of thing makes you feel good. That's the, Those are the type of things that bond you and makes you feel connected to somebody. The fourth thing that you got to pay attention is you got to learn how to read the room. 
Never forget that you and your partner are two different people. It's so easy for people to look at y'all like y'all one person, like, oh, if bro gonna show up, then I know she's showing up. If she show up, then I know he's somewhere not too far away. That's cool and all, but never forget that y'all are two completely different people with your own needs, with your own desires, different things that make you tick, individuals. And there's gonna be times in your relationship where you are not on the type of time that your partner is on. You might walk into the house, had a long day, you're tired, a little stressed out, a little hungry, a little sleepy. You need things, right? I need a shower before I can really get into a place where I could be having full dialogue and you showing me shit on your phone. And you know, there's, there might be time that you need to yourself. It's important that when you're in a relationship that you just pay attention to your person. It's important that you pay attention to when it's a good time to talk to them and when it's not a good time to talk to them because you don't know what they got going through. Even though you love them and you know a lot of things about them more than most people, you don't know everything there is to know about that person. And they might not be in the best mood to talk right now. They might not be in the best mood to go on a double date, to go meet your parents, to go out to have dinner. They might just want to sleep all day. Or they might need to get out. They might need to get out in the sun. Maybe they slumped. Maybe they're not really feeling good and you don't really know why. But you kind of peep they walking around the house and their energy's really not that great. They moping around a little bit. They're not as excited. You know, they don't have that same tenacity that they usually got. Read the room because it feels good to know that people know us. It feels good to know that somebody knows you so well that they can anticipate what you might need, right? Like you might walk into the house and you might see your person on the couch looking kind of eh, looking kind of whatever. Maybe that's time for you to go get their favorite food. Maybe that's time for you to go around the corner and get their favorite wine, their favorite beer. Maybe that's time for you to go and make up their favorite dish, right? Do something to bring joy to their day. Read the room. You should you got to have a little psychic ability element to this when you're in a relationship. You got to be able to anticipate the needs of your partner, and you also got to be able to hear what they're not saying when they're not saying it, right? When you see them when you see them and they look in a certain kind of way, it's important that you can be able to read and figure out that, you know what, I'm going to give you some time to yourself because I know you need time. They'll come and holler at you when they need to. It's like a cat. Hey, I'm doing my own thing. I don't need to be petted. I'll come holler at you when I want to be petted. Human beings are just like that. When we need something, we'll come to you and we'll get it. Or sometimes we won't. Sometimes it's something that you need to observe. Sometimes people struggle with saying what they need because maybe they never really felt validated while they was growing up. So it's hard for them to just tell somebody, hey, I'm kind of lacking love. I'm kind of lacking attention. I'm kind of lacking something and I need it, but I don't know how to tell you because I don't want to come off like I'm bothering you. I don't want to come off like somebody who's being a nuisance or somebody who's irritating to be around. It's important that you read the room. You got to have a little psychic powers when you're in a relationship because they're not going to always tell you what's on their mind. But if you pay attention to them, people move in patterns and it's easy to figure out, you know what? Last time you was acting like this, this is what you needed. And now today I can understand what does need to happen. You've got to be able to have a little bit of pattern recognition when it comes to being with your partner. You got to read the room. And honestly, I had a fifth one, but I think these four are just fine. I think these four are perfectly fine. I think if you focus on these four things and master these things, these things are going to bring you more peace. It's going to bring you more love. And more importantly, it's going to bring you closer to your partner. I really believe that if you can put these four things into practice and prioritize the things that matter and try your very best to let go of the things that don't, you will be you will get closer to your partner. I don't know if the honeymoon phase is something that could ever be recreated, but I do know that you can have peace with your partner still and you can have an exciting time with your partner still. And I'll take it. I don't need the honeymoon phase. I just want peace. I just want to be happy. I just want to enjoy myself and have a good time with my person. I want to love my person. I want to have fun. I don't want to struggle through the love. I don't want to struggle through getting along. I don't want to do that. I'm young. 
I want to enjoy my time because I got time to enjoy. I don't want to waste it. You don't know how much time you got left on this earth. So I might as well do things to enjoy the time that I got now. If that's going to be your partner and you sticking to that being the person that you chose, then act like you appreciate it. You're not a victim. If you don't want to be with that person, then go be with somebody else, yo. And with that being said, you already know the outro, the spirit of the brand. Whenever I'm working, I will remember that done is better than perfect. And if I'm satisfied with my work, then that means I'm living in my purpose. Halfway up.